Hi, everyone. This is the Sold Stay at Home series for April 18th. Uh, happy birthday, Violetta. Uh, we'd like to remind everyone to uh, take a look at our Patreon page for exclusive early content uh, for this new series. Uh, consider helping us out there with a monthly donations starting at about five bucks, nice and cheap. And you'll get to see all of these uh, before we post them online for the general public. So with the Sold Stay at Home series, we are touching base with artists and seeing how they're holding up during the pandemic. And we have uh, Brooklyn's own Alex Smetsky with us today. Hello, brother. How are you? What's up, brother? I'm good, man. Staying in. How's everything with you guys? You know, uh, we're, we're keeping busy by working, but uh, it's not about us today. It's about you. Uh, how, are, how are you holding up? How's the, how's the art treating you? How are you treating the art and all that? Surprisingly enough... I've been busy as fuck in uh, this uh, in this pandemic. Uh, I've just been getting projects more or less. So, you know, very, very blessed to have that opportunity. A lot of people want some kind of uh, a memory, you know, to do with this time that we're kind of stuck in. So they want something like I'm working. I just I just finished a sculpture of a skull with uh, bat wings and like the scales of like that armadillo character that was uh, combined with the, well, the, you know, how the theory, the, the story goes where the bat, and like it, trans it transferred from the bat to that armadillo character, and then like that's how it got to us. Got it, the pangolin. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could never. I, I always forget the name, so I just call him the armadillo. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just did a skull with that. I just finished the toilet paper that's made out of gold, and I'm actually making sculptures of that as well. So I've been I've been busy for the most part. The Jerry that uh, you guys just seen, um, it's it's a good time for the most part for me. Now that was the first time we saw you working. You did a mural in Bay Ridge. And it was uh, uh, Jerry the mouse from Tom and Jerry and where he, he's saying, say cheese, because he's outside of a photo studio. Mm -hmm. And what did you do to it recently? So Hassan, the owner of the photo uh, of uh, HM photo shoots, who, uh, who has the building right in front, he reached out to me and he goes, look, because you know, me and him have been talking already about doing a new mural there. And that's been in the works. And of course, the coronavirus struck and we had to put that on pause. So he reached out to me a week ago and he was like, look, there's a PSA thing happening. Cuomo wants everybody to wear masks and um, why not have fun with Jerry since we're going to remove the piece anyway. Let's just slap a mask on him. I thought it was brilliant. Quickly sketched it all up together. And, uh, you know, within less than a week, we just came over there, painted a mask on Jerry. Instead of the cheese, we wrote be safe. to kind of promote a positive message for the kids and, you know, for our neighborhood in a colorful and fun way. Now, I noticed when, when I saw you working uh, that you use a bunch of different mediums. You're not just spray paint, you're stencils, peels, things like that. Um, where, where did that come from? Where, where, why are you, um, uh, let me ask it a different way. Where, uh, let's go back. How did it start? Where did, you, where did you first pick it up? This goes back to my teen years when I used to do just regular graffiti running around, tagging up everything uh me and Jin, that's all we ever did and um just kind of carried it carried like i carried that all the way through through my college years through my 20s and everything just always enjoyed spray paint and i love texture but often enough when you work on a two-dimensional surface like a canvas or a wood board you are limited to what you could do there and i always try to put as much detail as possible so you could kind of enjoy it from any you could enjoy it from a block away, from you know, ten feet away, from five feet away. Then, is the closer you get, there's more and more detail. So I just I want I want to give people that kind of a wow factor. 
And stencils do help with that where, you know, one color could just have a certain kind of uh, a design or detail in it. While as you step away and it disappears, another image kind of comes to focus and so on and so forth. Now, where have you, you said you've been busy and uh, you're fortunate. The majority of the people that we are speaking with uh, really have their heads down in their studio and they're working on new things or trying to work on their collection. Um, <clears throat> where are you finding the, the clients from? Well, it's a lot of repeat clients, obviously, uh, that knock on my door. I, uh, I was very blessed to have a lot of clients from my nightlife background um, who are doing well for themselves, even in this kind of uh, uh, atmosphere. Um, but over, overall, yeah, just a lot of loyal clients, a lot of people that could not, you know, a lot of clients that were, uh, that couldn't afford something back in the day are now co coming out of the woodworks and saying, hey, listen, times are tough. Would you be able to do a cut, a you know, a little a price cut on something? And for me, it's like, yeah, fine, why not? We're all like, you know, it's like everything better to do. So yeah, sure, why not? You know, like, I think any artist in this day, like in this day, would be able to do a little price cut to do something for his or her clients. Well, I, I think it's smart in business to always do a price cut for loyal customers uh, when someone yeah. comes back to keep them coming back. But what do you feel? I've heard from a couple of different artists that uh, it, it's hard to sell more than two or three pieces to the same collector. Mm, no, I disagree. Lo a loyal, uh, there's an there's a essay I just read. It's called A Thousand True Fans. And it's actually really powerful. I forgot who it's by. Uh, you can you can find it on like I found it on YouTube. Unfortunately, I kind of cheated the system on that. But um, once you have the true fans, they are diehard and they will keep coming back. And that's the true beauty of being an artist. When you have the when you have those true fans that support everything you do, they absolutely love you for who you are. Not so much even your work. I mean, they love your work, but like they just they just fall in love with you as a, as a messenger in a sense. Uh, it just grows from that. It really does grow from that. But you're a personable guy. You, know, you, can't think, <laughs> you can't think that every artist is, is going to be treated that way because they're not, they're not all going to be as outspoken as you are. Uh, it's, unfortunately, that's the, that's, that goes with any kind of business. You know, that's, that's one thing I do treat it as. It's a business. It's not just something I do as a hobby. It is a business. You have to treat it as such. And your fans are literally your backbone. So you got to treat them with as much love as possible. Like, who are you without the people that support you? Now, what if, what, if, um, what if you were a little less blessed with old customers? Where would, you, where would you be looking for new ones today if you had to pay the rent, so to speak? In a sense, I've, I'm actually trying new things. Um, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, just trying to like reach out to a new clientele. Because there are people out there that have money. There are people out there that are looking to take advantage of the market. I've been reaching out to people that I've never reached out to before, actually, that I know have money, that I know are collectors. And I said, you know, fuck it. I'm just knocking their doors and see, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? They say no to me? Okay, cool. We go back to, right, we go back to square one. Right. You got to be fearless and knock on people's doors and just ask if they want something. That's, that's yeah. I think, what my real strength is, is I'm not scared to ask. Well, sure. Uh, you, know, you, get, you know, Wayne Gretzky said uh, you, you miss all the shots you don't take. Yeah, and, uh, 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, and that's, that's just straight New York hustle right there. I see, I see no different that in that than, uh, you know, slinging a slice of pizza the right way. It's just uh, you got to do things uh, uh, respectful. You have to show up. You got to be nice, and uh, you'll get the yeah. deal. It, it, exactly. it is a situation where you, will, you can be rewarded for hard work in, in the street art and art game. It's just, uh, it's, you know, 
you got you to get your own exposure. You can't take exposure from other people, so to speak. 100%. And especially now, uh, since everybody's in quarantine, everybody's on, everybody's online, everybody's, you know, nobody, nobody's out. So everybody's in and everybody's on their devices. You got to work three times as hard on social media. You got to know the right time to put it on. You have to know the exact kind of content that people want to see. Because I've noticed throughout the quarantine, I put on some stuff and I barely got any feedback. And the last couple of things I put up is just, you know, a shitstorm. Like people are relating to it. You know, the golden, the golden roll of toilet paper that I've uh, produced. That one is just, you know, t- it, it, people are loving it. They're like, holy shit, this is genius because it fucking, you know, it resonates with what's happening right now. Like how our true currency now is a toilet. Uh, toilet paper, I'm sorry. And uh, the Jerry Mouse was like, you know, uh, it, it was a fun, it was a fun and funky way to talk about what's happening now. So people are resonating with what's happening. And uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta really, you gotta know who your clients are right now. That's, I think, the challenge of, of the artists in today's world and especially today's world. No? Now, you said that uh, you first picked up a spray can. What did you write when you first started? Oh man, we're going back there, huh? <laughs> I used to ride Zez. This was, uh, this was, oh. 99, 2000, something like that. This is a while ago. Z-E-S? Z-E-Z. Z-E-Z. Yes. All right. So what, uh, what, <laughs> what, what food do you miss? What restaurant do you wish you could go to right now where you wish they were open? You know what? You know what? Here's – so I'm a very firm I'm, – I'm going to take you down a rabbit hole right now. Um, okay. So hold on a second. I just, there you go. So I'm gonna take it down a rabbit hole. You asked me about this. This all ties in together because I'm I'm a lunatic when it comes to meditation, law of attraction, all that. So, you know, people people are really like scattering around, you know, about this time, and they're like, "Oh, this shit sucks." I honestly think this is one of the greatest times for for humanity because we learn we are we are being reset right now. And this is this is gonna get to your restaurant, by the way. This is the, I'm going I'm going to your restaurant. Um, so we are being reset as a, as a race, not just as Americans or New Yorkers. For once, what happens in China does affect us. So if a person dies there, we care about him. As opposed to a couple of months ago when somebody died, they would be like, mm, fuck him. And the same thing in Italy. We're now connected. We are being reset as a, as, as, a, as, a, as a race. We care about each other. When a tree falls in a different part of the world, we care about it. It's important. We started caring. It's beautiful. But at the same time, we're being reset as what our daily um, routines are. We're no longer going to the pizzerias and the burger joints. We're not cooking home. So what I did in the beginning of all this, because I figured it was the perfect time, I did a seven-day water fast. I did nothing but water for seven days. Well, water, lemon, and salt. Nothing but that. And I'm actually going to do another one this week probably, but not seven days, maybe four or five days. Anyway, and I reset my old taste buds. And at this point, I came to think about eating outside. I've been cooking everything at home, been eating super organic, been eating healthy shit, man, like just, just shakes, like, you know, soups, everything was made home and I've never felt as good as I do now. And that all works together because that energy that you give out comes back to you and your clients, your friends, everybody feels that energy. They're like, oh, why is he so happy? Like, we're in the worst time. Why is this motherfucker so happy? Like, even on his Instagram and he's all jolly and shit. Like, let me talk to him. Why, what's going on? You know, so it all ties in together. Sorry that I had to take it down. <laughs> That's okay. All right, so now I got to ask the same question a different way, Mr. Healthman. 
your next cheat day, your next day when you say, oh, my God, I got to have something that's a little bad for me. What's it going to be? I'll go for the Fars. Yeah. Oh, very nice. The Fars nice. pizza. Okay. I yeah. respect that. Yeah. That's the one thing I miss. I'm not going to lie. Now, <clears throat> uh, let, let's, talk, let's, let's talk about the New York and the scene a little bit. Uh, I feel bad for the galleries right now. I feel bad for the artists that were making their way in the galleries. I feel bad that that is not going to be a, a good scene when we come back, that, you know, those small spaces may not be the best place to congregate. Uh, what do you think? What do you think that, you know, it's going to be like when we finally get back out there? I don't know. I honestly don't know because I don't know how long it's going to take. I do not know how many people will still survive. As I've just mentioned, you know, this is a reset. So a lot of things are going to get reset. A lot of businesses are going to get reset. A lot of businesses will fail and have to shut doors down. It's not going to be the same game. It's not going to be the same prices. It's not going to be the same anything. We're going to we're in for a big, big, big treat um financially definitely we're in for a whole new restructure and it, it's gonna be it's gonna be different good or bad you know it's gonna happen um i just became a partner with this gallery on 23rd street and we literally were just about to have our so our main opening we had a soft opening we were gonna have our main opening and we had to just shut shut doors down and wait until this is all over we didn't think it's gonna take this long so I don't know. I really, like, I don't think anybody knows, to be honest with you. I hope we survive through the drought. I feel bad for bars and restaurants. I do, too. And that's my actual predominant business that I've been in for 10 years. Yeah. That, that whole high-end bar scene is toast right now. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, Trump said it. No, the restaurants will come back. There'll be different restaurants. But, <laughs> yeah, but that's, everybody we know is going to shut doors. I don't appreciate that. But it is what it is. Right now, I guess it's, it's not something a lot we're all suffering it. through. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about these guys. <laughs> and thank Space you again. Monk. Now, it's one thing to have an image that connects. But where do you take that image? Is that your logo now? Is that sort of your brand? It, it's that... So it was an evolution. Originally, it was just a smiley face, and uh, it has it has the nose thing going on because I got a big nose, so it represents me. So originally, it was just a smiley face with a big nose, and I'm obsessed with skulls. I'm obsessed with skulls, and I'm obsessed with the concept of death because uh, people run away from death and they fear death, even though that's the one single thing that's absolutely guaranteed. Even taxes you could evade for a certain amount of time <laughs> <laughs> before they catch up with you, but like you can't avoid death and we're all going into the same ground and I find it peaceful almost that, you know, you're, you know, I wake up and I meditate and I'm like, you know, thank you. I'm here again. I'm not there yet. And I, um, as, as the evolution of that logo came, I made him into a skull. I made him into a playful looking skull and, uh, you know, he still has a nose. Um, and now he actually got a new meaning and a new name and I call him the space monk. So he's like this enlightened little uh, space creature that runs around all throughout the galaxy and just puts puts little things like I've been here, you know. So it's like an alter ego in a sense. <laughs> now, let, let, so your characters, your, a lot of your work is uh, a cartoon and and you know anime looking, big eyes, all smiles, some intellectual property from the fifties and stuff like that. What, what draws you to the cartoons? I'm a big kid at heart. Like I was just talking to my girlfriend and 
you know, I, I'm like, I don't know how you feel, but I'm like a, I'm like a 34 year old man just trapped in a 15 year old's body. I mean, a 15 year old trapped in 34 year old's body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I refuse to grow up. And that's why I, I just, and I don't mean that like a cliche, like I just feel like the biggest child in the world. Like, and that's why I pursue my career as an artist. Like I just refuse to just, I refuse to give this up. This is me, this is my freedom. And the cartoons is my nostalgia that connects me with that childhood. So my new, uh, my new line of work, and I just kind of showed the digital of uh, the Aretha Franklin that mm-hmm. I just rendered. I actually finished her already. I haven't posted it yet. I haven't shown. I'll, uh, I'll send you a picture after I'm done. Cool. And you can post this with the podcast if you want. Um, but that's my new direction where it's still going to be very bright, colorful, beautiful, color, like, you know, just beautiful things happening, just a lot of energy. But it's going to be more serious now. Still, cartoons going to be involved and still there's a lot of that. But I'm kind of uh, evolving the style into something more, you know, more fine art. Tune. Now that's all digital. The one that I posted, yeah, that's all digital. Yeah. But I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you the finished painting. Very cool. Very cool. So where where does that uh, it, when you when you say you're going to move moving into something like that? Is this going to be a whole series of of pop icons? Yes, actually, this series is going to be called Fallen Icons. It's Fallen. anywhere from eight to ten characters that I've hand selected that you know I look up to a lot of people look up to that are now no longer with us and um, back, to start, what? back to death with you yeah yeah <laughs> it's always that it's always that it's always that with me but you see like even the death I try to make it playful colorful and fun because you still gotta like look they're still icons they're still beautiful they're still the music still lives through us the you know like they're still alive are all around us. Maybe their physical being isn't, but you know. So, and no, that's 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 part of life and death. What do you leave behind? What is the legacy of me, of you, of anybody that walks this planet? Whether it's just a child, or a flavor of pizza, or you know, what is the legacy that you are on this planet for? No matter how big or small. Well, I think street artists are blessed there to get their word out there because it's essentially limitless. So I think yes. you can. You can uh, you can take advantage of getting that image out there as, as much as you like. Who's next? Come on, give us a tease. Who's next? It's already being worked on. Uh, well, actually two are finished. One, and I haven't shown either one. One is David Bowie. Mm. One is Aretha Franklin. And right now working on Biggie and Tupac. Cool. They're going to be combined as one. Oh, East yeah. Coast, West Coast. Yeah. Because that was like, you know, I don't want to do two individuals. I do like how people already cut them both in half. And I'm kind of take that same kind of approach to it, but I'm going to do my take on it. It's going to be really powerful, really cool. And after that, I'm doing Bruce Lee. Nice. Nice. Bruce Lee's going to be fucking powerful. I cannot wait to do that one. I have have the idea already sketched out and everything. It's it's going to be too good. What do you listen to while you're working? Uh, A lot of doo-wop. Like a lot of a lot of like fifties music, sixties music, a lot of house music, deep house. I if I hear lyrics, I want to hear old lyrics because they mm-hmm. just they're just happier in my opinion. The new age stuff doesn't really attract me as much. Um, or I like house music that's just like a beat that goes on and on and on. Or classical music, I love mm-hmm. classical music. Yeah. Now in the, in the pre-interview, you were getting some dogs out of the way. What kind of doggies you got? I got two rescues. They're both mutts from uh, one is Siberia, one is from Ukraine. 
predominantly German shepherds. Cool. So big, so big, big kids. They bark. You know, sometimes they start barking. Is the last thing I need right now. <laughs> is it? How are they dealing with the uh, with the stay in short walks and stuff like that? Or no, they love it. They 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 love it. I'm I'm walking them way more now. Like I'm I'm taking advantage of like you know like I said I'm taking advantage of the situation. So what used to be a ten minute walk is now like a forty minute walk. You know, a lot of the we go to the beach. We go to the parks. A lot of the artists that we have interviewed have said that this isn't much of a change from their day-to-day routine, staying and working and basically being a recluse until you have something to show off. Yeah, it's little, my, my life has not changed much at all. I'm still home working or I'm in my studio working. Keeping my distance, don't worry, people. There's nobody <laughs> else in my studio. <laughs> but yeah, like my, my life hasn't changed much. It's just I got to work harder at getting the people to see and talk to me. Outside of that, it's the same shit. You miss painting? Like bl- I guess we're blessed at that. We're, artists are blessed for that, I think. Do you miss painting walls? Should be out there now. I mean, I was just painting a wall two days ago, so not that much. Yeah. Fair <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I really can't wait to do some new walls. Like now that it's warmer outside, I'm going to start knocking on doors and getting some new projects out there. And fair I'm actually cool. thinking about doing a whole uh, street art movement when it gets a little bit warmer. I'll... I'll keep you guys posted on that as well, but yeah, we'd love to help. something. Now, yeah. now, we'd love to help. Hell yeah. <clears throat> so we, we usually ask, this is the first time we're chatting with you, but on our longer form podcast interviews, we always ask, who would you like to work with? Uh, somebody who's alive and, uh, you know, for your particular uh, aesthetic, we'll ask us, in this case, someone who's dead. Who's a dead artist that you wish you could work with? Ooh. Hmm. Dead Michelangelo. Dead Michelangelo. Alive Tristan Eaton. Hmm. Yeah. One is the god of sculpture. One is definitely the king of uh, spray paint. So. What do you think you would do with the with the with the sculpture? Is that something you want to get into? Well, I'm actually a sculptor. Like my my actual favorite thing to do is sculpting. Um, Because I don't know if you guys know, but I started a company uh, about a year ago called Pop Aesthetic. And we're not even fully live yet, but we've been doing some projects on the the down low. And that's why I actually haven't been blowing up on my Instagram. Is because we've been doing a lot of sculptures and installations for like commercial venues. Stuff that doesn't really work as a Smetsky project. I have a team that we built these like cool installations and whatnot with and um yeah i just totally eat that alive because it's mostly sculptures and it's mostly just 3d stuff and just make that from hand it just turns me on like there's no tomorrow man that's my soft spot have you gotten into 3d yet like uh printing Mm -hmm. i'm I'm old-fashioned i like to sculpt like i'd rather take just foam and just carve it out myself um i've done some 3d cuts for commercial uh things um so yeah slightly i can't say it was like all statues or whatever it's just like kind of uh 3d cuts on the two on a 2d uh object so like engraving and that kind of stuff <clears throat> what's what's one area you'd like to take your your work exactly there i want to do huge productions uh 
think about like cause or Jeff Koons or something like that. Just big sculptures, big installations, publicly installed, like, you know, so anybody could see it. Just taking street art to a whole different level, like having big, big, big monumental just pieces that anybody could see in 3D and just like really change the world in that way. Maybe install them on buildings, have them like really work with the surroundings. That's, that's truly where like my gift comes in, I think. Have you have you 3D rendered this guy yet? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. That would be cool. That would be really, really cool. <clears throat> that would be really, really cool, actually. So, Mr. Smetsky, uh, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, it was just nice getting to know you a little bit. Uh, so like I said, we didn't do a long form interview with you. And uh, when we when this finally breaks, we'd love to cover your next wall or come in for a, a full length interview and stuff like that. But uh, that. this was a nice little chat. See how you're holding up. Uh, nice to know you got some dogs keeping you company there and you know, <laughs> continuing to do your own thing. Uh, how about a, a, a word or a little piece of advice for uh, other artists working out there just to try and not go crazy right now? It's, uh, I'll tell, it's what I tell everybody every day. It's a time to reinvent yourself. It's a time to reinvent everything about yourself from your style to the way you find clients, to the way you just attack a project. This is not a bad time. This is the best time that we will ever have because the whole world is at pause. So you must restructure whoever's in a, whoever's in the rut right now. I mean, financially, of course, I understand like there's a lot of people taking a beating, but if you could get your mind out of that, that rut, understand that this is a time of renaissance and we are all going through a beautiful, beautiful change. You have to look at it as such because you know, it's happening whether you like it or not, accept it, fucking look at the bright side, make it work, reconstruct yourself and reset yourself. Just make, this is a good time. This is a good time. Accept it as a good time. Yes. People are dying. Yes. People are getting hurt. Sucks. I get it. But this is a good time. If you're alive, fucking keep pushing. That's it. That's great words from Alex Smetsky. We appreciate the optimism. It's great hearing from you. Uh, before I let you go, where can, uh, where can everybody find you online? Give them your uh, tags and names and such. Um, you can see me at Smetsky.com, S-M-E-T-S-K-Y.com, or my Instagram is at underscore Smetsky underscore. Thank you very much, brother. We will see you soon, and uh, keep doing what you do. Thank you, my brother. Always good chatting with you.